self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am now afraid to swipe on tinder oh lord also known as calamity red we are Conversation Con Artists back for another fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into our Gmail account, which is Conversation Con Artists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and hit us up that way. But before we get into the letters, of course, it is time for some poetry. And I went first last week. You did, but I, I don't have mine right here right what now. What you mean? <laughs> Why don't it you have it? closed up my Facebook. I had it. Damn it. Fine. I go two times in a row. <laughs> Damn. Act uh, like you ain't <laughs> got no sense and no home training. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. Um, so this is called Un- Unrequited Love Part One. I never wrote a part two. And as I read this, I don't even remember where I was gonna go with part two. I have no idea. So part two probably never happened. So I might just need to just title it Unrequited Love. Do it stand well by itself? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it does. Um Okay, so I wrote like so next in my love series is Unrequited Love. Now there's two sides to these kinds of stories, so there are two parts to this. This one is from the prospect of oh perspective of the unrequiter. Oh, okay. So <coughs> Excuse me. Um, of the person not giving it back? Yes. And I thought, I think the other one was going to be of the person giving and not getting it back. Uh, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> okay. I don't require love. That boy loves you. You hear this about 20 times a day. And I mean, you know it's true. You're not blind. You can see it in the way that he looks at you, can feel it in his touch. His love is encompassing, uh, encompassing, encompassing. Sometimes it's even a bit too much. You see, it can feel like a crutch. That first love robbed you of your balance, and then he came along, a knight in armor, strong and valiant. And you know it's callous, choosing him because he's safe, choosing him because your heart is shipped and you fear that it might break if you choose another bad one, choose another who simply plays the part. Wolves in sheep's clothing, false prophets speaking to your heart. That boy loves you. And I mean, what can you say? That yes, you love him too, but just not in the same way, not in the same measure, not even the same kind, for there's a difference between loving and being in love. One is passive, while the other you'll find is so active that it takes your breath away, so active it leaves you faint, so active it takes over, engulfs you, shows you no restraint, and you wait, hoping one day it will come this way, hoping that one day this unrequited love will be the actual love you portray. Until you see your mistake, you realize it's not fair to him. Until you realize that you're the false prophet, that you're no better than him, that first love. The road to hell is paved with good intentions of deeds we thought were right, littered with attempts at spared feelings paid by cowards with no insight. That boy loves you, but you see, I don't love him. And so we go our separate ways to journey this path to find love once again. All right. Do you see? I don't even know how I would go about writing it from his perspective because I don't fucking know. It's I don't even know like, why I was uh, like aspiring to do that. I was thinking it's like, I don't know if you remember very much, but the one I read called Friend Zone. Yes. That was. Yeah. That was. 
the that could yeah that is the answer yeah yeah but so yeah i I was never gonna probably write the other side because at the time that i wrote this what year was this this is 2014 i was so far removed from that situation that i wouldn't have been able to from high school Mm mm-hmm so you don't think you were writing from the vantage point of that situation or was it from that situation? It was from that situation, oh, but okay. because it was high school and this was in 2014, it had happened so long ago. Um, I get you. It just, you eh. can be more objective. Yeah. About it. Yep. Okay. Mine is titled, They Say Luggage Stays With You Forever. Oh, it does. It can. Yeah. I mean, ideally, if you buy a set of luggage, <laughs> shit. Sometimes that shit get raggedy. You have to replace it though. If you buy cheap ass luggage, a lot of people walk around here with cheap ass luggage, weighing them down. Yeah, until it break, <laughs> then they gotta get a new one. Yep, get some get quality luggage. <laughs> she still has all her emotional baggage. She keeps a heartless clutch with her and suitcases in the attic, pillaging through the bags to find emotions she can use. Only reminds her of the days when she was verbally mentally physically abused deep cuts sever her emotional endeavors and her attempts at finding peace never seem to make it better along with all her cases bags and totes lie her promises dreams and hopes inside lie her presumptions and notions that all men are the same making it all harder to solidify the current man's name bundling all men into an undeserved category that all of them did not lie in but her bags give her a place to hide her fears and each time she decides to cry in and that's what she has until the right man on the right day at the right time intervenes and meets her with the right lines and she kind of forgets her clutch and leaves it right behind there it is and there it is there snap 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 but you keep that shit though you do like whatever it is guess you can clean it out at best yeah well and I do think eventually you do get new luggage and it some luggage is gonna stay with you forever i feel like there's luggage you can get rid of and then there's luggage that you just gonna it's just gonna be a struggle you know what i'm saying like substance abuse is one of them luggages you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. you you can lo- you can lighten the the load in the luggage but substance abuse uses are always it's always possible for them to it's a lifelong day by day journey. So because of that, that's a bag that a bag they're gonna always have with them. It might be lighter at times, heavier at times, but that bag stays with you. Can love be regarded as a substance? I actually did a poem about that, yes. Yes it can. <laughs> um, Some motherfuckers out here got a needle of love sticking it right in their veins from the first motherfucker that and just keep on they get it from that it feel the best. New suppliers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I did. I think I read it already, but I, I did write a, a poem about that. Um, so yeah, so we we got two letters this week. One is from Brittany, and she's asking us to talk about uh, the Tinder killer, which we will do later on in the show. But I wanted to mention that she said she probably would have swiped right, and Brittany, I would have too. Which is why this is fucking terrifying. But we'll get to that later on in the show. Um, also, we had another one from Colin. Um, he said being black in America means I have to live my public life through my eyes and through every set of eyes I see as soon as I step outside my front door kind regards Colin true story being, I just me and some of my coworkers actually had a conversation about this because hilariously enough um, 
one of my coworkers left, and so now my supervisor is the only white person there. So we get to talk about a lot of black issues now because there ain't no white people around really. Because she's never there, the supervisor's never there. So the coworker that left is the one that was with you at that at that thing. What thing? The DHR resource fair. The white girl. Yep, she left. That was her. Yeah. This the one that all the stuff that happened to. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I gotta put a face in the situation. Now. Yes. She had the one that had a tree fall on her car and fuck okay. her car up. Yes, that yeah. was her. Um, but so because it ain't nothing black folks there, which is a new experience for me, because I think this is the first time that I've worked in an environment where we were the majority. Um, we actually had a conversation about just how fucking exhausting it feels sometimes to be black in America. Like the more you see these stories of like shit that just it's like really like old dude in in florida which i still feel like we just need to cut florida off all of bugs bunny and let that shit float away but the guy protected his family you know what i'm saying like he come out of a store it's a white man uh, harassing his girl wife and his child is in the back seat anybody would come out and be like what the fuck are you doing you know what i'm saying like that's as far as it had to go but because he's black (laughs) It, he's dead now for for protecting attempting to protect his family and not even using you know excessive force he just shoved the dude like get the fuck out of here you know every time i see stories like that it just it's so exhausting because it's like i put myself in her position if some dude is over hollering and screaming at me in the car my husband comes out and does what the fuck a husband is supposed to do when he sees his wife and child in potential danger do I have to lose my husband because he black? You know what I'm saying? Like I just there. Sometimes these situations just become so much, and it just makes you realize like how careful we have to be. Because one of my coworkers was like, "Well, they knew they were in Florida. The fuck different." Let me tell you something when somebody sees people that they love in danger i seriously doubt that he was going to be like i want to go over there and say something but we in florida so let me just let it ride like that's not if you see somebody fucking with people you love your first inclination is to go go over there and and help out the people that you love and he, again he ain't pull out a gun he ain't go whoop the dude's ass which some black dudes would have stomped his ass out it wasn't a, it wasn't an end it with a show <laughs> he got his ass whooped but it's like I don't want it to come to a point where it's like, well, it's the same thing. Like, well, you shouldn't be wearing these hoodies. You know what I'm saying? Don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to do shit extra to live. I should be able to do the same shit y'all do and not get murdered for it. And, and my murder, murderer gets to walk the fuck free. Because if that had been a different situation where the family was white and it was a black guy harassing her about that damn parking space, that nigga would be, locked up for the whole rest of his life for shooting that white man and and don't at me anybody i don't give a fuck i am positive that that is how that would have gone that stand your ground shit would not have worked for him the nra and i ain't trying to support the nra but you know nuance and context are important in our world the nra came out and criticized the sheriff for the decision not to arrest the man because that it's still not in the context of 
stand your ground. Oh yeah, it's a defense. It's not. Yeah, it's a defense. Doesn't stop not, you from exactly. getting arrested. Exactly. Yeah. Even if they were going to arrest them, take them in and say, okay, until court, then this is what goes on. Yeah, set a bail if he made bail. Exactly. He got out if he didn't. He stayed. Yeah. So they criticize him for that, but it just it is exhausting, Colin. Um, and you do have to be cognizant all the time of how other people are seeing you and we tell kids like you know other people's opinion of you don't matter but like hell i can't even teach that to my fucking kids now i don't feel like i can because it does matter your very life can depend on other people's decision of you if you black in america it absolutely can you do have to be cognizant of that you do have to and it just it's exhausting man like it's so exhausting um and one of my coworkers is married with two little girls and you know she was like i can't imagine you know my husband would have did the same thing he would have came out and been like yo what the fuck you know what i'm saying like and then watch him get killed just because he was trying to protect y'all in the very barest sense of that term like he shoved the old dude that was it he ain't go stand over him he ain't continue whooping his ass he shoved him that was it and now he's dead for it it's just it's exhausting it is exhausting and overwhelming sometimes um and we have a lot more of these conversations at work now because we ain't number niggas so we can talk freely and don't have to worry about white opinions <laughs> so um and not that white opinion like you know yeah i was gonna talk about leroy's um wife she made a comment last night that i was like huh she's definitely an ally um (laughs) when she was like i'm gonna use my white woman privilege (laughs) yeah i was like oh oh yeah she's okay (laughs) look who she's married to true very true like Um, it's not possible for her yeah to not understand the context of i know the black experience but i guess hearing it when you don't hear it very <laughs> I was just it just took me back I was just kind of like oh okay <laughs> well you know she looked regular white she does look she's regular actually white she's actually dark white she's like spicy white it's a little she's Italian isn't Italian she? yeah she's I'm calling little. that dark white <laughs> um, you know cause she, Greek and Italian skin is a little bit it's a little more olive complexion yeah, yeah. so dark white but yeah, see, she's awesome. I realized I in the first her. conversation that we had at Olive Garden, I was like, "She's she's on the squad." Well, she's gonna have to be because if they have children, she's gonna be in the position of us, <laughs> possibly, depending on how the genetics play out. I mean, Lira light as fuck, so who knows? But that hair might be the one to tell the story. Might get get our hair. So I think she kind of has to be because of who she fell in love with but yeah i just it just took me aback i was just like oh that's cool i could hang out with her we would it'd be cool i wouldn't have to like have some awkward ass conversation because i've had to have awkward ass conversations with a co-worker that was at the thing because she says stuff sometimes and i'm just like no <laughs> we need to talk about this because you don't need to go around saying this to anybody else might get your ass whooped so let's have a conversation (laughs) let me save you real quick um but yeah do you have anything to add that was really the only other i don't know if that's a response to um 
I don't know this. We it talked about that story, to, so maybe. Well, I mean, I talked about me going to visit the homes of clients, and I have to be aware of where I am, and mm-hmm. I think that that might be what uh, Colin was responding to. But you know, it ain't changed, and I think it's something that we're gonna have to do for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's probably something I'm not going to see fixed in my lifetime. It's going to be everybody's just going to have to be the color of coffee for us to start fixing these issues. <laughs> my cousin, and we had a conversation yesterday, though, about because, you know, right now, research is showing that not white people are not having children at the rate at which white people are dying. Mm. So the rate at which our country is going to become brown is increasing rapidly. Because brown people are having children, you know, and and they're having children with some of their folks, which they hate, and then they're gonna be like nice, like heavily creamed coffee. He was like, "What's the world gonna look like at that point? Like, race ain't gonna make a difference." And I'm like, Mm. "No, I think it's just gonna shift from white to light skin. It'll be colorism. Yeah, it'll just be colorism. You're like because that light skin." These light skinned black people still gonna have white grandparents that begrudgingly left their fortune to them and left their businesses to them and left everything to them. So it's still gonna be a hand me down of white ideals, money, uh, yeah. political uh, positions. It's still gonna be a hand down to those light skinned black kids. Yeah, colorism that, will definitely be the you know, so the thing that takes it's over. like I feel like dark skin still gonna be shafted, but you know, maybe it'll be better. I don't know. Don't go try to have light skinned kids on purpose for that. I had a friend in college that we had light skinned baby. Yes, and she's darker than me. She was darker than me, and she was purposefully dating white guys because she wanted light skinned babies. And I told her, I said, as dark as you are, do you know that you could still just have a brown baby? (laughs) Like, it's possible for that to happen. You know, your kid could just look black. Not even be necessarily light skinned because you, that might overtake the whiteness a bit. They might have like nicer textured hair or more um, desired textured hair, but they can look closer to you than him. It's possible. Yeah. You're going to be real disappointed because then what you going to do? <laughs> Get your baby away because they too dark? Oh my God. Um. Well, that was all the letters for this week and like i said mm-hmm. Brittany, actually it'll be the first story that we talk about um if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show you can send it to our um, gmail account which is conversation con artists at gmail.com or you can find us on facebook conversation con artists and hit us up that way have you released a video yet on your youtube no i just recorded one though it's about toxic masculinity and masculinity and what's the name of your youtube channel again always on point so go check it out check out my old videos but the new videos will be coming up soon as soon as we get our editing style down i have two videos on my beautiful calamity channel one is just like i'm back the other what was the other one yeah oh five things to know before going natural because some people don't realize it ain't gonna be what you think it is and i'm working on a video this week uh chunky twist out on short hair because my hair is short right now so Leroy Ketchum and I am go- are going to do a wrap snacks review oh Jesus he has found a store that got all the wrap snacks here you know it's 45 minutes from here is it at Georgia he's working Tuscaloosa I 
was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Rap snacks are in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Rap snacks are in Tuscaloosa. That's weird. <laughs> but I, I think the plan is to get them all, and we're gonna try them all to see what they do. All right. Well, whenever feel- you get that Leroy catch them, we recording it ASAP. I gotta get a guy because one of the um, suggestions for me to do was to do like natural hair care for men. I ain't got no man though. And you don't have hair. I got a beard. Shogun. Everything have I gotta hair. do with my beard is natural hair care. <laughs> I think they were it was Leroy that suggested it. He ain't got much facial hair, so I'm assuming he meant more hair Listen, on top of his well, head. Well, hair on top of his head is not natural hair care. It is. No, it's not. How is it not? That's what I do with Well, my I mean, hair. I ain't gonna say it's not natural hair care, but <laughs> if all you do is put on put Murray's in your head a do rag on and But that's what it. he was saying. He wanted other stuff. That men could do to like have healthier hair. healthier hair, but I don't have anybody to like do that on, so I gotta get like a model. And I really don't know shit about. I guess men's hair would be the same. I just I've never really thought it's, about that. I mean, I don't know why it would be different. I guess I don't. I guess not. My beard care is more similar to what you would do with your hair care, except I do it a lot less frequently. Are you gonna do beard videos? No. Why? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. I don't keep up with my beard enough. But you do. You could. So you could do a video on my channel about beard care. Then I could. And then that would cater to dudes because I don't know shit about beard care. I mean, I, I know a know. good bit. I, I know. Like, I know a lot. Right. I so know you the can knowledge. Make, like, I have video. the knowledge. I, I can talk about the science. I can talk about some of the best practices. I don't implement them as much as I. Well, you don't like have to. to listen. I make videos about shit that I do one time, like. Because people ask me to do it. So, like, it's, you know, we'll talk about it. Anyway, <laughs> check out Always on Point and Beautiful Calamity. And now we're going to jump into the story. So, the story that Brittany was talking about, if you haven't seen this, is that there was a young black man. <laughs> who, colored fella. Colored fella. Um, who was using Tinder to get victims and he's like a, a real live modern day Ted Bundy out here in these streets killing bitches like um so here's a story this is from Inside Edition a man feared to have attacked uh, numerous women he met through dating apps including a New York nurse he allegedly murdered was arrested as he allegedly raped and tried to kill another woman in California so he went from New York to Cali he just cross country killing um that i guess this is daniel it's not daniel i think it's daniel because the end of it is spelled like manuel but with a d so i'm assuming that's daniel drayton 27 years old was arrested in north hollywood california in connection with the murder of 29 year old samantha stewart of jamaica queens he is attractive like if you saw him on a dating app you would probably swipe right on him because he seemed to be attracted now i said i need to see what he wrote in his profile but from the picture i probably would have swiped on him and maybe i'd be dead i don't know you wouldn't uh, be dead stewart had met drayton on tinder before she was killed investigators checked down drayton who was originally from connecticut uh, across the country they arrived at the scene while he was allegedly raping another woman in her home. So they saved somebody that was going to probably be his next victim. Uh, he was also charged with attempting to kill that woman. He was also wanted for an unrelated rape case in Park Slope in the Park Slope neighborhood of Brooklyn that occurred several weeks earlier. 
Drayden is accused of using several dating set websites to find his victims, and he allegedly claimed to be involved in as many as seven other murders, including three in New York. No evidence corroborated Drayton's claim, but investigators are checking outside the city's borders for cases similar to those he described. He was arrested previously for attacking an ex-girlfriend um, on Long Island, and that was in June. He, all of this shit happened, like, recent. He was charged with criminal trespass and strangulation, but released on his own reconnaissance. Um, a judge had broad discretion when determining whether to set bail. Uh, did they set bail? Let's skip all this. Um, he had a bail set at $1.25 million. I feel like you have to do the... <laughs> uh, what is it? Austin Powers. Austin Powers. With pinky finger. Pinky finger. Um, he faces charges of attempted murder, rape, penetration with a foreign object, and false imprisonment. He is expected to be extradited from Los Angeles to New York. Um, in a statement, Tinder executive said, these heinous acts of violence are heartbreaking. Our thoughts are with the victim's families and loved ones, and we will continue to offer any assistance we can to law enforcement with its ongoing investigation. The NYPD has asked that anyone who may have been victimized by Drayton to come forward and contact investigators immediately. Uh, he has now, since this story, because that's the story that Brittany attached, <laughs> he's now came out and said he hears voices in his head and the voices tell him to kill um he said he blames the strangling of the new york city nurse he says i'm a passenger in my own body i really liked her i didn't want to kill her they told me she had to die so but an ex-girlfriend has come out and says hey he got sound mind he just killed some people but he ain't hearing no voices <laughs> that's either way that's what somebody from the black community would say true regardless it's not like in the black community we value mental health and mental illness enough to say well yeah he probably been hearing voices a long time but that ain't no excuse you know no just completely invalidated the possibility that he had issues uh, no excuse for that you know what I'm saying but she says but well, it's something fucking wrong with him like ain't, he ain't right he ain't normal no you know what I'm saying but like he could it's, be a psychopath he doesn't I because mean, Ted Bundy this is essentially what Ted Bundy was very charismatic uh, he did have mommy issues Ted Bundy I mean did. he was very intentional about what he yeah. did and so was this guy like these were not first dates that he killed these women on like he was dating them and then, you know, well, before they got there. What I know about schizophrenia, I ain't saying he got it, but what I know about schizophrenia is a person has a period of time where they will fight what the voices are telling them before they succumb in a lot of situations. And I've dealt with it on minor scales. But I've he, dealt with people who were self-harming, who the voices were telling them for weeks to self-harm. And then... I had one client, he beat himself up because he thought that would slow down the voices. Mm -hmm. So he would come to session with a busted chin, a black eye, and he did all this shit in his bedroom to himself. My issue with it is he's only blaming the voices for killing them. He raped a lot of these women. He tortured a lot of them. He's only saying the voices told him to kill them. The rape, so why was the rape occurred? 
I ain't saying the man got schizophrenia. I don't think he does. I'm saying Not I, don't I don't like believe. the immediate invalidation of the possibility that he might have mental health issues that impacted how he's behaving. Either way, I don't give a fuck what told you to kill. <laughs> You killed somebody. Your ass need to go to jail and hell if it's real. And he went cross country. Like, who knows on his way from New York to California how many other cases they're going to find where he is stopping in these other cities and states and killing bitches. Like, did you see what he looked like? He looks regular. Like, if I saw this, I mean, maybe not this because I think this is his mugshot, but like where he was smiling doing some shit on tinder i probably would have swiped on him ain't nobody crazy until they is hell <laughs> i mean you don't know how to tell you don't and you definitely can't That's tell terrifying. But on see, facebook this is why you know what i don't go out with like i am on tinder i do not i don't give it a lot of time i don't go out with people easily like i think i've gone out probably just gray shirt i think it's the only like i just don't because you can't you don't know and i watch too much id channel this, so i'm a spit suspicious of every fucking body this goes all the into time. a conversation that me and my homeboy was having who's helping me with my videos now and it's gonna be it's gonna be one of my videos but you know if dr kevorkian had a tender profile he could put on there i like to help people and it would be true you do know that right <laughs> it could it, he was i love helping people <laughs> now it don't say i love helping people in their lives just helping people i just love help and it could be absolutely true yeah you said that like um michael kabopoulos i just love killing. i just love killing i just love helping there people. i go killing again <laughs> but like that's what you know so it's really hard to look at Tinder profile. First off, I don't look at no person and determine anything about them no. from looking at their picture. No. And, but there are some things you can do that will make me immediately swipe left. If you got a horse in your picture, swiping left. Wait, what? I don't know. Is it something about <laughs> if you feel the need to put your profile picture with a horse on it? Okay, it's gone. If you have a profile picture with more than one person in it, now, I want to know if you're the attractive one <laughs> out of those pictures, so I will look at your pictures, but I'm swiping left. Why are you trying to confuse me? <laughs> and most of the time, guess who is not? The most attractive one. There we go. <laughs> so they did that on purpose. That's misleading. <laughs> if you have a picture with your children in the profile. Oh, yeah. That's a mm-mm. Because why would you endanger your children that way? Exactly. Well, I don't <laughs> think you're necessarily endangering your children, but these are things you want me to know about you. Mm-mm. You if can you, say you have kids. I don't need to see what they look if like. If you only have one picture, swipe it. It's left. I'm sorry. <laughs> and if you only have headshots, <laughs> it's a wrap. You know what? I did not know that was a thing. Like even before I gained this weight, when I even when I was at my skinniest, you know, my profile pictures is it's just me. So I would just take pictures from like. You know my shoulders up. <laughs> one of my um, one of the dudes I met in college sent me a message. He's like, "Why are you taking these fat girl pictures?" <laughs> and I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" He's like, "Why are you only taking pictures from the shoulders up?" I said, "Because that's where I found my own going." <laughs> like I didn't know I was supposed to be getting full body shots. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. And I was skinny as hell at the time he said that. So I was like, okay. Now I do have allowances for all this stuff. If you have like something clever in your profile 
then I'd be like, that would be a cool person to talk to, you know, because everybody I meet on them websites, uh, I'm just mean people, man. Yep. And I, I just, it ain't in my head. I'm finna find me a girlfriend. I'm finna find me a sex. I'm finna find. I don't know why I say it like that. I'm finna find me. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just meeting people. Yeah. And I might meet some cool people that's good to talk to, and I might meet people that's good to interact with in other ways. But like, it's the for me that shit got to start off at the bare minimum of. I don't think you crazy or trying to mislead me, and that starts off with your picture. So yeah, I'm I don't. I just take very little. The the what I it's communication, like the communication. Yeah. Ain't nothing about your picture, your profile, none of all that can be fake. It's about the communication, which women need to they they need to magnify that idea. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. On the flip side, I look at your profile whole as a whole. My little look at the pictures. If you have anything in the profile about BDSM in any kind of way, left swipe. Because I don't know how deeply involved you are. You're you are involved enough that you felt the need that this was something that somebody needed to know about you on the offset. A little much for me. So that's an automatic swipe. Because again, I don't know how I want to end up wind up, you know, tied up in somebody's basement. So that's gonna get you a left swipe. If you have pictures. <laughs> Cause dudes do this and I guess this is the equivalent of women posting like scantily clad pictures of themselves if you post like shirtless pictures of yourself I'm probably gonna that's gonna be an automatic list swipe. even if you look nice with your shirt off why did you feel the need to post this shit no <laughs> and you know what what I've learned though most of the time people that post shirtless pictures are people you don't want to see shirtless like 70% of the time it's going to be somebody that you're like why would you do that <laughs> um what else do you will we'll count somebody if your profile is talking about how you're just looking for you know an actual honest woman you got some ex issues and I ain't got time for that I don't need any more you know clients I have plenty of clients on my caseload I'm not gonna take on you if you can't write a profile without mentioning how all the women in your past have been ain't shit you still feeling a little bit too much <laughs> from your last relationship and that just i'm a swipe left anything about any past relationship or how you just want an honest woman for once it's gonna be a left swipe you still got too much feeling associated with some of this past shit and i just can't and i won't Oh, uh, I sent y'all like I sent y'all <laughs> profiles in the group chat all the time mm -hmm. that I run across so y'all can understand like what it's like on the opposite side. The dude who showed his ass like literally had his ass cheeks out. I, that was his profile picture. I don't know why he. I don't know what he was trying to to communicate through that picture but that all i got was a screen cap for me and sent to the group chat and then i swipe left um uh, prisoners that what i will say about prisoners i respect that i at least know where you at <laughs> and if i decide to swipe anybody that decide to swipe like you ain't never ever had to be in a prison to know that this nigga is in prison like the on the yard or in the cell with the bunks like you know when somebody's taking a picture in their cell. So I respect them for that because I get to make an informed decision <laughs> based off of that. But yeah, like Tinder crazy, man. I'm finna mm. read the Tinder. I'm finna read Tinder's rules. Okay. For why they didn't give me the 
God dang it. What? It didn't take me to the correct link, but dating safely. All right. I'm not going to read all they got because it's a whole bunch, but I'm just going to read like the uh, bold. So online behavior, protect your finances and never send money or financial information. <laughs> That's important because there's stories of people sending folks money saying, oh, my mom is sick and I was going to take a plane trip to see you, but my mom's in the hospital, so I need $1,500. Like, I mean, to be honest, if you're that gullible, you need to lose that you money to learn a lesson. you right. Kyle wish a motherfucker would. But be careful with that. Protect your personal information. Now, I do believe that personal information is also your children. Yep. But definitely any bank account information, anything, don't don't give somebody something that you wouldn't give the loan people who call you. <laughs> you need to tell people you have I don't even kids. Tell them, I don't even tell the loan people that I'm who they say I am. You need to let people know you have kids. They don't need to see what the fuck they look like. Even if they're never going to see your kids. It's too many pedophiles. I don't want my, my kids' photos in the hands of, of whoever. Like, no. Yeah, it's it's just not. You just never know. It's not good. Uh, be web wise. Anything that looks weird is probably weird. You know, if like yeah. for me, a, a a woman who pop up on my screen that look like it's a model s picture oh, yeah. and say want to have fun tonight, <laughs> that's not a real person. Okay? You gonna get robbed? Want to get robbed tonight? Yeah, like. <laughs> that you're gonna get robbed you're gonna engage in a conversation with her and she's gonna say i'm tired of talking on here go to www.hotfunsex.com slash vanessa and you're gonna go to that junk and now you got spam on your computer malware ransomware all kind of stuff going on now that's that's how these people make money if it's weird and i think that happened way more for men i can spot out when i'm swiping i can spot out fake profiles and the crazy thing about the fake profiles with Tinder is that they don't use, at least in the South, they don't use black women at all for fake profiles. That's rude. It's like 99%. I'm 99% certain that all the black profiles on here are real. And the white and Latina and Asian, they have a whole bunch of fake profiles. That's, that's rude as hell. It's colorism. Um, <laughs> report all suspicious behavior. And that's important, and I, I think people don't record. You have to understand how many profiles from all over the place are on Tinder. Tinder is not policing every single profile because I don't think it's even possible for them to do that. And so I think they do rely heavily on people reporting profiles. So it's important to do that. I do it anytime. Like, old boy with the ass cheeks, I reported his ass after after I took the screen. <laughs> and, and remember, like, dudes especially, minors use this platform yes now the rules of signing up for tinder say nobody under 18 but there's a lot of kids that mm -hmm. get on these platforms and there's a lot of young people that's 18 that'll put like they 25 or 26 all you gotta do is change the year of your birthday yeah i mean so <laughs> that is something that you really really have to be careful about with this situation so offline behavior this is all this is all on their website so we got past the you didn't get scammed or swindled by nobody. <laughs> now you met somebody that's real. What offline behavior should you be looking for in, in, in terms of safety? Get to know the other person. Can't really stress that enough. Yes. It's really real. When you're a person that's looking to be with somebody else, it's really, really hard to keep that guard of protection and safety up because you're hopeful that this person is what you want them to be. Mm-hmm. 
but you have to have a strong enough filter that the bullshit don't get through. I'm overly critical. Too much. Yeah. Overly is it's still an under exaggeration of how Over- critical your ass is. <laughs> Pay attention. You're like uber critical. Listen. You're like ultra critical. <laughs> That's like one of the highest levels. <laughs> Try to be careful out here in these streets. I watch too much ID channel. But like, I cannot stress. Get to know. You know, when I used to talk to women in undergrad, which is a part of why I became a therapist, because for some reason women was like, let's go talk to him. And <laughs> I'll help them. Objectively, I don't want nothing from you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that dude is horrible. Even on some of my friends. <laughs> If you are identifying a situation that you don't want to be in, why are you in it? Get out of it. Yeah. You know, that is a little bit more nuanced when you're in it mm-hmm. to do than it is for me you're or on somebody outside. outside to say. Yeah. But I was talking to women at AUM and I would tell them, hey, I'm a good dude. I'm respectful. I am nice and kind. I. You know, hope to provide you with a positive experience any conversation we have, any date we have, any interaction we have. That is my goal. I hope for you to be smiling at the end of that situation, mm-hmm. you know, somehow. I have my flaws, but in the general sense, I think I'm a pretty good dude. You should not trust me because I say I'm a good dude. You should not assume that because I say I'm a good dude that, <laughs> that I'm a are. good dude. <laughs> I fully expect to show a woman that I meet that I'm a good dude. Mm-hmm. I don't expect her to believe it because I say it. I'm going to live it. And you're not going to see a lot of red flags from me. Yeah. And you're going to see red flags from other stuff. <laughs> but you're not going to see red flags. You might see red flags with your personality type stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Because when you call the first week that we talked, when you called me after seven and I'm always playing the game, you might be like, oh, so it's one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's playing the game all the time. You know, those are the little things you might see with me. But like, as far as character wise, mm-hmm. you're not going to see that from me. So you should give no man the benefit of the doubt. Don't care how great his smile is. Nope. I don't care how attractive he is. Nope. I don't care how smooth he is with words. Nope. To me, the smoother he is with words, the bigger problem you got on your hands. Well, and words are just that. Oh, gray shirt. When I met gray shirt, he talked about how communication was so important. Oh, we got to communicate. That's key. You know, me being out of the state means we absolutely have to communicate. That's what he said. What he did was (laughs) fell the fuck off the face of the earth with no explanation, no reasoning. And so I was ready to jump ship well before. I, I did um, But on point is my little angel Cause I don't have one of my own She don't <laughs> She got, got two mean evil women Just sitting on her <laughs> shoulders One of them is less mean than the other one But one of them fucks was gone before she even existed Yeah, She don't even know what fucks Having them feel like <laughs> you know, The other one got some but very little And all of none of it is good for a dude It's not So, But I, I do take into account Other people because I know how I can be And I can be overly harsh So I never know if I'm like right on Right on path Or if I like went astray But anyhow What he said and what he did was completely different things You have to pay attention to that Because people are going to tell you a whole lot of things But those are words um, you need to be making sure that they're backing it up with actions, and if they're not, then then you have to decide what you're going to do from there. 
Um, and I start off pretty simple and pretty open. I play games I like to eat. <laughs> so, I, I mean, if you don't like those things immediately, go for somebody that's fit and who drinks scotch and watch TV at the end of the night. Because I'm playing games and I'm eating something delicious, okay? <laughs> Are you still making pies today? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, I got to go find some fruit. Oh, yeah. I, I had a client this morning and I just stayed out with him way longer than I expected uh, okay. to. Okay. Um, I just thought I'd ask so I could be on the pie boat. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm sure like that. Always meet and stay in public. Now, yes. when it comes to Facebook Marketplace, when it comes to Craigslist, I meet people to exchange stuff in Walmart electronics section. <laughs> if I'm selling a phone or I don't care what it is, ain't mm-hmm. nobody finna stop you if you come in there. Walmart might want to put a sticker on it or something, mm-hmm. but I do all my transactions in the back of Walmart because you know electronics are always in the back, mm-hmm. in the back middle of it, bright lights, and <laughs> I meet a person and be like, "Let's finish this transaction and go." Never had those issues because I know that I'm trying to protect myself. I mean, it need to be the same with dating. Like, yeah. I fully, I'm fully, perfectly fine with a woman asking me to be somewhere lit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if she want to leave before me, then she can go and I'll just stay in the rest. I don't care. Whatever yeah. makes that person comfortable. But you don't need to be afraid to make somebody uncomfortable with your requests as it pertains to your safety. And if they try to talk you out of that or disparage it in any way upon meeting you initially, that's just too big of a red flag. Sure the fuck. I don't stay in restaurants till they close. Like... If we're having a good conversation, that's great. But like, if you stay at a restaurant till close, it's gonna be less people in the parking lot because the crew gonna be inside cleaning up and shit. Everybody else is gonna be gone, so you're gonna be in a, a empty ass, desolate ass parking lot by yourself with somebody that you just met. So, I'm very cognizant of time on a first date because we gonna get the fuck out of here while there's still plenty of people in the parking lot. Not going to stay here to closing because, like I said, you run the risk of y'all might be the very last people to leave, and ain't nobody else out there. And like I said, restaurant anybody that's ever worked in a restaurant know at the end of the night everybody's just trying to get the fuck home. So ain't nobody gonna be looking out in the parking lot, make sure your ass got in your car, all right? They trying to get the fuck home themselves. So I don't stay till closing on any date, especially if we're, if we meet at night. Like we, I gotta get home. Sorry. Tell your friends and family members of your plans. I'm a community counselor, which means I work in the community. The community that I work in is predominantly white. A predominantly white community in Alabama is going to be predominantly Trump supporters. Yes. Uh, And before Trump even came about, they would be predominantly Bush, whoever was Confederate flag, Uh NRA, Second Right Amendments, and not all of those people, but some of them gonna have a problem with me because of the color of my skin, and Mm -hmm. I'm coming into their neighborhood. And why do you say that, Mister On Point? How do you know? Because they done told me to my face, (laughs) and they done told my clients. (laughs) I know, trust me, but there is a. There is a Confederate flag minimum in which if I see that many, I'm I'm sending a text out. I'm not going to let, you know, I'm not going to divulge any HIPAA-related information as far as addresses or not, mm-hmm. but I'll send my cousin a, a message <laughs> and be like, listen, this street right here, just remember this if you don't see me again. <laughs> okay, send it out to the people, you know. And, uh, but... 
that's really important to have people who because I mean I'd be going on there and I'm I'm perfectly fine. Oh, let me let my sister know I got here, mm-hmm. or let me know let me let my sister know that you know I'm here or my mama or mm-hmm. like they do that and I and I think that's important realistically to have that as an open dialogue. I send y'all all a picture in the group chat of any dude y'all knew what he looked like, knew his name <laughs> because if I come up missing. I need people to know. My mom knew. I sent her a picture of what he looked like. I sent her his full government name. Because if I come up missing, y'all going to have a starting point. So I never go out with somebody and don't send a Yeah, so crap. make sure people know where you at, what you doing. Or get shit. to your location. Put your, if you don't got no friends and no send family, put your location up on your Facebook location. or something. Um transport yourself to and from the meeting now this is one of those things that challenges that traditional dating it's a mm-hmm. lot of women on these websites that are like they want that traditional date they want somebody to come to their yeah, house and open the house. door fuck that but like it's a new time it is a new time it's really easy for people to prey on you and realistically they don't need to know where you live hell no i got a car i can meet you where you want yeah. me to meet you at? i can come pick you up i'm good i, I do not have to know where you live i'm not asking you to come to your house mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. one of the last girls i uh was in it it was like a while back but like we just went on like three or four little I don't even call it dates. It didn't seem our interaction didn't seem as though we were interested in each other like that. So mm-hmm. we just having just conversations. But you know, the first date she was like, "Did you want to come pick me up?" And I was like, "Well, do you need me to come pick you up?" <laughs> she was like, "You know, you can." So I, I mean, I went to pick her up because I ain't crazy. I'm not gonna say no. I'm not gonna do it because you should be more careful. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm not crazy. So if nothing else. I will be somebody to show that there are dudes out there who ain't really got no negative intention. But you're, I feel like. No, no, no. I'm no, not no, going to no, say no, you no, ain't hold on, hold on, in a minority, but. But that's the dynamic. That's like the dilemma for me. Mm-hmm. Because deep down inside, when somebody say men are trash, you know, I want to say I ain't trash. <laughs> but I don't experience enough men to. Have a baseline to know how many men you deal with that's trash, or any woman that deal with trash. So I'm not going to invalidate that, you know. So a part of me wants to say, you know, a part of me wants them to know that I'm not, I'm not nuts. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them I interacted with, they know I'm not crazy or nuts like that. And but I, I think that she might have been a bit too naive and probably didn't need somebody like me to be cool. But you know that that's the, the, the dynamic. Mm-mm. Stay um, sober. Mm-mm. Yep. Oh Jesus. Um. Yes. We don't even gotta talk about that one. Just don't get drunk. And don't let him. Let me tell you something. If you we're if we're not sitting at the bar and we're sitting at the table and you go to the bar and get a drink and bring it back, I'm not gonna drink that shit. Why you can let the the waitress bring it over? I don't need you handling my shit. <laughs> uh, no. No thanks. So not even just not getting drink. I, ever since I went off to college, my mom drilled in my head that you don't let nobody bring you a drink. And if you set your drink down and you ain't been watching it, don't fucking pick it back up. And I still, <laughs> to this day, have that in my head to like, even without saying stay sober, make sure that you just keep an eye on your drink. Now, the last section in this is health. So... We went to online behavior, which you you didn't get scammed. Then we got offline behavior where you met them. They were pretty cool. You they didn't weren't get crazy. Killed. 
You got to the point where, okay, we can be in the same place at the same time. Don't necessarily mean that it's your place, mm-hmm. but you know, you might have went to their place. Now they're going to health. So protect yourself, wear rubbers. Yes. Be open and honest. You yes. know, if you got an STI or STD, you should let people know you got that. You should. Give them the option to say no. I'm going to say no. But <laughs> I should have the option to say no if I want to. I don't care who you I don't care if you look like. Who's somebody fine? I don't care if you look like Elle Varner. Oh, she's so pretty. She is. I like Elle Varner. Even though. They only made that one album. She do Even though, else. like, I generally like dark skin until it go up. I just like her energy. She's cool. Vaccinate if you do have an STD and know your status. Don't be going out here putting meat on people and tacos on people if you don't know what in the world is going on with your body. <sighs> meat and tacos. I'm just saying. All right. But, but you know, just, just to talk a little bit more about this situation because talking about him it don't sound like I did nothing but defend the possibility that he might have had schizophrenia or something <laughs> wrong with him but I just don't like people be like the Craigslist killer the Tinder killer if Tinder didn't exist this man was gonna rape somebody choke somebody and kill, kill somebody. somebody oh yeah Tinder ain't the catalyst. It's just another platform by which he can meet people. He's just a black Ted Bundy. If Ted Bundy had existed today, he would have been using dating websites. He would have. It's just a sign of the times, but it isn't Tinder's fault. Like He would have done it anyway. And not only that, but like I mean, statistically speaking, if Tinder was the problem, there'd be an exodus of of an epidemic of tinder murders yeah, yeah. but if you calculate how many interactions people have from tinder you know what's happening more than anything is probably unsolicited dick pics oh my and god and let me tell you something jesus i got a friend she was like mr on point i swiped on this man he was attractive and we were having a conversation and it was clear that he didn't want anything sexual and I'm like, okay, cool. And then she was like, and then, you know, <laughs> he sent me a picture of his body butt naked. Yep. And I was like, he definitely doesn't want any interaction, any sexual. He don't want a relationship. He just wants sexual yes. things. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's over for him. I talked to her and she's like, me and the guy had a thing. And I'm like, you what? are a part of the problem. See, that makes me so fucking mad because she's you. the reason why I'm out here getting all these damn dick pics and shit. You are. Because she you is. are out here accepting the shit. And so they feel a lot more free to do the shit. I get so angry when that happens. Especially if we ain't had no, it ain't been nothing le- leading up to this. That's what really pissed me off. So uh. she was like. His body was so sculpted uh-uh. and yada yada blah blah. No. I'm in Chick Fil A, mind you, and she sent me a picture of the shit. <laughs> I'm in the line with my phone up, open message. <laughs> she put like a little uh, a picture over the over the meat, but like I'm like, I still can't explain this off of somebody see me. <laughs> I can't explain this. And so I'm like, you know what? You are part of the problem for for women yes. who want, who don't want unsolicited picks because if it worked for him one out of ten times, you know what he gonna do? It. He gonna keep doing it. God damn, and that shit is the most annoying shit ever. 
Anytime we having a conversation and I just see picture message, because you know your phone will tell you if it's a picture message, I don't even go into it half the time now because I know we ain't been talking. You didn't say you had a dog, so you're not sending me a picture. Of the dog. Like nothing in our conversation warrants you sending me a picture at this moment. I'm going to assume that it's a dick pic now just because of my experiences up until this point. Because there are a lot of men that would do that shit. You could be talking about the weather, literally talking about how nice the weather has been, dick pic. You be talking about, damn, I had a horrible day at work today. Dick pic. It don't even have to be anything remotely sexual for some of these men to send dick pics. And it's like, what is your expected reaction? Like, what do you think I'm going to say? What What am I supposed to say to that? Other than what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do this? <laughs> like, why, what in your head said this is the perfect time to send her a picture of my dick? Absolutely. What? the fuck it's like they craft everything else around sending the, the pic <laughs> it's like they swiping who i'm gonna send my dick pic to today <laughs> hey okay let's have some conversation and let's because we got to get to this dick pic let's <laughs> let's keep going let's keep talking i just i don't get it it's so ridiculous it's just inappropriate it's behavior so you shouldn't do it uh, it's annoying it happens a lot Happens quite a bit. I heard. I went out to Starbucks with one of the dudes that I sent y'all. We met Starbucks. Everything was cool and nice. Came back. Was saying our good nights. Dick pic. Mm. I immediately blocked him and never went out with him ever again. Okay. So that's that. Blake Griffin. You heard anything about Blake Griffin? Athlete. Yes. Child support. Yes. Yes. Blake Griffin was reportedly going to be paying his baby mama $258,000 a month mm-hmm. in child support. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men went crazy like they always do. It's like 9% of his his net worth. Well, but it wasn't even true. The actual amount is $32,000. Which is even less per than month, 9%. Which is less. Which, for men... It's still seemingly too much. But guess what? You're the man who getting upset about this don't make nowhere near that money. So y'all, let me just tell you if you're listening, you will never have to worry about paying that amount of money in child support because you don't have it. You cannot look at a situation with somebody with millions of dollars and see that what they're paying in child support and get upset about it when the percentage is the same as what they take out of your check. But because you only make nineteen thousand dollars a year, your amount's a lot smaller. Let me now Based on what Red said, let me put this into perspective. $32,000 times 12 months is $384,000. Yes. Blake Griffin makes $30 million a year. That is slightly more than 1% of his income. Right? A man in Birmingham, Alabama, that makes $50,000 per year. 1% 1% of that is $500 a year. <laughs> so, it's just crazy to me that men, even when men have such a broken history with their children, are still willing to forget the kids exist in the context of this dialogue. 
Like child support is child support. And men have the idea that they can apply the idea that the mama going to do something with that money. They ain't going to give it all the way to the kids. So it's like how much do a kid really need type situation. But the there's levels to living okay blake griffin's kid is gonna go to a much nicer school probably than my kid which is gonna cost a whole lot more. like what he's able to provide for that child and what you in birmingham alabama is able to provide for your child on your salary is going to be different to say that all kids deserve exactly the same thing is ridiculous when you as a parent should want your child to have the very best that you can afford them because they're your fucking kid and so because of that reason all kids support is not going to be the same across the board every kid is not going to be able to live off five hundred dollars a year and it would be ridiculous for no blake kid griffin. will be able to live off five hundred dollars no. a year and it would be ridiculous for great blake griffin to be making 30 million and paying five hundred dollars a year in child support that don't even fucking sound right y'all so just want something to be upset about sit the fuck down and you go pay your little $20 a month that you pay because you don't make no money and hush and don't be worried about other people because you will never have that problem because you're not going to be making that kind of money. So let me tell you about <laughs> let me tell you about child my childhood a little bit. Um, I just remember my mama wearing this like sundress. It was like blue with yellow flowers on it. She really never upgraded her clothes. You know. Now clearly she was the wife of a drug dealer which is my pops who got locked up for that same thing when I was little but so she had an old ass fancy ass wardrobe you know and I can tell that it was old and fancy but it's shit that she never wore after any of that went on but she had it in her closet Mm -hmm. but like she just never upgraded her clothes but she would make sure that me and my brother had our Super Nintendo had our Nintendo had food Every now and then on a Sunday, we'll go to Western Sizzling. You know, she did a lot to make sure we had what we, we should have had at the cost of what she could have had. And we got child support. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't much, but we got child support. And I understood, stood, me and my brother early on understood the concept of, you know, that being something that helps us as a unit. Because we are a unit. Yeah. The children ain't separate from the mom. And if I were to have children with somebody... And I and maybe that's because of this, and maybe that's why I'm so critical about child support. But if my children had, if I was in this situation, I had money, and I would want her, I would want my children's perception of her to be as positive, yeah, as it could be. I would, I wouldn't create a situation where she couldn't use that money if she needed it. I wouldn't create a situation. Now, I mean, and that's different from clearly seeing like she can't go buy no crack <laughs> and that's an extreme example but there's a lot of shit that i'm not oh, gonna yeah. tolerate if i have a say so and just to not like if it's a point where i can't do nothing about it then i just can't do nothing about it but i ain't going down quiet if it's a bad situation but the premise that men argue about this shit is they don't know they don't know the nature of the woman Mm-mm. They don't know if she's responsible. They don't know if she's hood. They don't know if she's bougie, bougie. They don't know if she would miss you. It's just the mere fact that a system is telling a man this how much you got to give them. That's enough to defend it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That That's how it always is with these situations with men. 
it's just enough to defend it that some shit's happening to a man. Mm-hmm. That's all it needs. They don't need context. They don't need nuance. All they need is what? Spousal support? No, no. They don't even know what he did to fuck the relationship up. <laughs> if he did something. I'm not saying that women don't do stuff to mess it up. I'm saying men don't care. Men don't look into what happened. Spouse support, man, no, nah, they doing him wrong. You know, child support, what, that much? They doing him wrong. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really bothersome to me in this situation. It, it's really bothersome. But, but uh, I think that if I was in this situation, we know what happens. We know what happens if you are wealthy and you, and you leave somebody. Mm-hmm. Or... Petition for custody. Yep. Petition for custody. If you don't want your children, yeah. If you don't want your children, and that gets into the dynamic of whether you would take your children away from their mother or not. Mm-hmm. But you shouldn't say that's too much. You should say, "Well, I'd rather have custody of my children, or I'd rather split custody." You know. But I'm just like this whole this dialogue for me is just about. Men's irrational support for men when things happen to men when they don't need no more information. All they need is he paid this much money. Wow, he's being done wrong. How? Like talk about the context and the nuance, and then just get back to me on that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this was not. I forgot that I wanted to talk about this, and it kind of <laughs> goes into men not paying child support, not helping out with their kids, and like sometimes how women can fuck up too so there is this post that has gone viral it is a text message exchange i already know what it is you seen it before yep about the 20 Mm -hmm. (laughs) dollars so i'm gonna read it okay so she says i need 20 dollars he says 20 dollars to do what babe she says my kid have a trip tomorrow my kids have a trip tomorrow and they ain't tell me to the day shaking my head he says ah damn shaking my head well they just have to not go babe they told you too late she says wow so you can't give me 20 bucks he says babe you're going to have to ask the kid's father for that kind of stuff she said crying emoji crying laughing emoji you know what i don't want to talk to you no more he says Oh, okay then. It was fun while it lasted, but me giving you money will never work unless you're my wife. I'm sorry. You got three kids and two fathers for those kids. Those men got to give you that money, sweetie. You can't be asking me for that. She said, shaking my head, okay. He said, ask their fathers like it's their children. They need to give you money for things like this. That's their responsibility. She said, okay, if you want parts of me, I would think I could come to you for help. Clearly, I was wrong. They dad don't have it, so I figured I asked, but it's cool. You're selfish and mean, but want what you want. I know it's their dad's responsibility. I asked them first, but I'm mainly a single mom. It's cool. I'll get it because when it comes to my kids, I always make a way. I'll borrow from someone else. He says, sweetie, their dads have $20. (laughs) tell them to pay for the kids to go on a trip and if it's too late then stop stressing yourself out they just won't go on the trip and that's okay there'll be plenty of trips in the future she says i ask a favor something you can get back just leave me alone he said if you had to ask me for twenty dollars i doubt you were going to pay me that back 
you said and i quote wow so you can't give me 20 bucks that means that you ain't borrowing it you want me to give you the money and not expect it back and that's not me i do not give people my money sorry and no problem i'll leave you alone because you're mad at the wrong nigga (laughs) direct that energy to the kids fathers contact the kids fathers and get the money from them she said did you miss the fucking part where i said i asked them first and if me getting it was a problem why wouldn't i give it back he said listen don't curse at me you're cussing at the wrong nigga direct this energy at both fathers and if they and you don't have the money then the kids don't gotta go on the trip period it's not the end of the world there will be plenty more trips in the future she said boy bye (laughs) he said i'm a grown man and if i had kids i would never all caps let my kid's mother ask another nigga for twenty dollars never again in all caps again i ain't no boy you're directing your energy at the wrong nigga be mad at those two bum ass niggas not me (laughs) okay let me give y'all a breakdown of what happened if you weren't really following that a woman who is dating a man this woman has two kids by two different men at least two kids by two different men three kids by two different men. three kids by two different yeah. men and she asked the dude she was dating for money for them to go on a trip because the fathers didn't have the money to do so and what ensued was a dialogue about uh the reasoning and a lot of contextual things but the question that at that has become asked is what is the responsibility of somebody dating you with kids with your kids? Uh, listen, especially because it sounds like they might have been like in the beginnings of this. If my kids, if I'm dating somebody, my kids come at the last minute talking about a field trip and I don't have the money, you should have said something earlier. This is a lesson to you to not be wait, um, waiting to the last minute. I'm not going to go ask somebody that I'm like going out with who probably hasn't even met these damn kids. I'm not going to ask them for money. I just wouldn't do it. If I couldn't come up with it, their dad couldn't come up with it. This is why you have to tell us ahead of time, Johnny. <laughs> you got some shit coming up. It takes preparation. So, I don't think he was wrong. I don't think it was his responsibility to give her money for this these kids trip. I, you know, going to a little bit more of my childhood. So, for me, I need to know the point at which they are interacting, because my my mama and and this is a thing I do with counseling with families when parents date. I know it ain't really my business business, <laughs> but in the context of helping the family dynamic and helping the child. I'll ask, you know, some of my clients, do your mother date people or see people? And then I'll have a conversation with the mom about, look, if you're dating at some point, you got to introduce these people to your children. Like, I, I can't tell you the measure of that, but like, you need to fill out the situation yourself to see how they that interaction going to happen. Because my mama started dating somebody and she just showed up at the house one day and said, I'm getting married. This man going to move in. <laughs> We don't know him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And my mama didn't really give us the credence to make an assessment. She didn't take into consideration how the interaction might be, how we feel. We didn't get to do our assessment of what kind of dude that he is. Mm -hmm. So I think in this situation, either she hasn't really involved her children much in their interaction. Mm -hmm. And this is like the early time of trying to get him to do something with the kids or he just don't feel like without being her husband he owes any responsibilities to the children 
himself. Financially. Yeah, financially. I mean... I mean, it depends on how much she has invited him into with the kids. Like, have they gone to the movies anytime out all together? Have they gone out to eat all together? You know, or is it just my? He know my kids exist. That's and what now I I'm got. Asking it sound because it didn't sound like he had any knowledge of the kids. They just both of them just kept referring to him as the kids and and, and now he know about the daddy situation. Mm-hmm. Cuz he probably asked. Yeah. I would ask like, so, you know, where's the dad? So to me, it's really hard to know who is really wrong, but I don't think he's wrong in a sense. I mean, I think that if you're dating somebody and you got kids, I think it's safe for you to not expect anything from the person you're dating as it pertains to your kids until you get ready to bring them around your kids. Now, I would think that this is wrong if he been going out with them and hanging out with the kids and everything and building a relationship with the kids and then he's still on some they daddy got to do that stuff type mm-hmm. stuff. That's when I would be like, nah, bro, like you're going to have to do things in these children's lives at some point if you're gonna that you would hope that their fathers would do. Yeah. But they not going to do. Sometimes they daddy ain't coming to that game. Sometimes they daddy ain't coming to pick them up. Sometimes they daddy ain't giving them that money whether they got it or not. That's a position you're going to have to be in at some point. That's why it's important for me to know in this situation where their interaction is, is with this. Because it's like, like I said, it's contextual for me at this point. But at the end of the day, it sounds like if that woman chose two men that don't got $20... And she don't got $20, then they they all a financial liability for you, sir. You need to move on and prosper, okay? <laughs> she needs somebody as broke as she is, so she know that they ain't got $20. <laughs> so she won't ask, and, and you won't have these problems. <laughs> we, but I you, think, you know, but but personally, it's, it's to me, $20 ain't... I, I, I give them $20. I'll be like, okay, here you go. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. But... It's very possible for that to be a segue to fifty dollars next time and, I think and hundred dollars next time. That's maybe what he was trying to avoid because he said, "I don't give, pe- I don't loan people money." Um, so he may have had some experiences on his side of things where people have just kind of taken advantage, and so he just don't do that no more, which he's entitled to not do. He's entitled to that. So. <sighs> We talked about this at work again, and it was nothing but women, and everybody was basically like, "That ain't his responsibility. Like, it's just not his responsibility." You asked him, he said, "No, that should just be it." Like, I wouldn't have never asked, but if you ask him, he say no. Trying to guilt him and make him feel bad is not the way. <laughs> I mean, at any point in this conversation, somebody could have stopped, and it wouldn't have gotten to the point that it got to. But the reality is they needed to know this about each other. <laughs> he needed to know that she, you know, in her knees will be willing to guilt him into believing that he should give her things that he don't believe he should. And and, and why he and gotta she be a little know, boy because he won't give her. I hate when women do that. Like relegate somebody to little boy status because you're not getting what you want. He's not a little boy because he won't well, give she you. She didn't get what she wanted. She just had a she had a verbal temper tantrum. <laughs> but she also needed to know. That she didn't have a dude that was finna cave to what was the real responsibility. He is at least down on tier four or five of responsibility for these kids. Okay? These kids got fathers. These kids got her. These kids got multiple sets of grandparents. These kids got aunts and uncles. 
it, it's people in here that she like damn she could have got two dollars from like 10 different people <laughs> i mean the fact that she and i don't know how many people she went down to get to him but that sounds like a financial liability, sir. <laughs> you need to move forward and prosper. Sounds like that's what he was planning on doing. He was like, all right, <laughs> peace out. <laughs> Godspeed. I just thought that and was he funny. sounds financially, he sounds fiscally responsible and relatively sensible. And How the thought- hell he ended up with a woman <laughs> with three kids and two baby daddies <laughs> who ain't got $20 for her kids' field trip? <laughs> How he end up in this situation? Tender? Probably. <laughs> because you know what? She's attractive. She got multiple angle pics with her body in them. She don't have her kids on the profile. Yep. She got all the regular signs and he swiped on her and then she <laughs> too attractive to, to say no to in this instance. <laughs> That's what Tinder do to you. That's hilarious. I just thought it was funny. Hilarious. He stayed calm the whole he was like, Don't curse at me. Cause it's unnecessary. <laughs> Curse at them. <laughs> all right, all right. I don't know if y'all have seen, but these is a whole room full of black people in Donald Trump. Which is these are probably the only times in his life. It is. And they were all pastors. They were they all were. meeting about uh prison reform. And so <laughs> just from this premise, I got I got some questions. Why the fuck is he mean with pastors about some prison reform? The same reason why was he mean with Kim Kardashian about prison reform? Why are you not meeting with the people well, in charge of these prisons? I don't think he necessarily prisons? met with Kim Kardashian about prison reform. He did. She met with him about Alice specifically, but their meeting also was about prison reform and about how unfairly she had been treated and how there needs to be a change in the system. Well, they just had a conversation about prison reform. Why he ain't talking to prison? Like there are people he could has the power to talk to that actually can do something about prison. Pastors ain't it, and Kim ain't it. Well, you know he got that one pastor. I can't remember his name. Something Scott. But the Daryl Scott, that main pastor, he's always on CNN. He's always with Trump. Oh, the one who said he's the blackest. Yeah. Uh, he's the uh, most pro-black president that he will have seen in his lifetime. But he always irrationally defending Trump. And I know he's doing it for the platform. He ain't. He's just doing it for the platform. And if he believes this stuff, he's just really, really fucked up and misguided. But... I think that that's who Trump gets to get him in a room with black people and his preachers. And he don't, I don't think he even care what the issue is as long as he's in the room with a group of black people that and get a picture. show. Yeah, that he's try, trying trying to figure picture. it out. You know, so I'm trying to get an understanding on why all these pastors in the room. And so a clip comes out of you know daryl scott saying his bullshit but then another pastor named van moody who's from from the city we're in yes (laughs) he said what did he say he said that uh it's good that you are looking out for all people (laughs) and you know basically i'm i'm happy that you're doing this and so he apparently got his ass roasted yeah because he got on facebook and he did his little stream talking about how um, I was. Uh, I mean, people been saying all these things about me, but let me talk about how this happened. He had been. He said he had been invited before, and um, and he went before, and but it wasn't Trump. It was a bunch of like 
it, they weren't low level people, but they was high enough people that they felt like the Trump administration was taking prison reform seriously. So, okay, whatever. He said that he thought that this meeting was going to be with Jared Kushner as reported and not not uh, have the media invited in because that's how it was last time. He said that he said that. uh, And, you know, it might have been a last minute thing. It might have been a thing where Trump was like, oh, those black passes mean today. It could have been very last minute with Trump. He just be like, let's get a photo op in there, you know, but that. I don't really give a, that. It don't excuse what that. Don't said. excuse the shit you said, brother. That ain't got shit to do because you it all of that could have happened, and you could have not said a motherfucking thing, and you wouldn't have got roasted. Through. You got roasted for what you said, man. Let's not get it twisted. It was what you said. Well, something he said in his stream really made me start to think about the intention of these pastors for the prisons, because he he gave out a number. In Alabama of how many prisoners That they've helped convert To Christ uh, So it started to make me think that these These actually might be about Figuring a way to get pastors Into the prisons For some kind of financial gain or notoriety uh, You know And maybe just converting the prisoners To Christ rather than an all Encompassing system that's going to focus On, on it but I guess the main thing I need to say for this guy Any Trump supporters is After four years When the prison system is worse Or exactly the same I want y'all to be able to look at The way y'all defending the shit y'all doing And call yourselves dumbasses in the mirror Call yourselves People that got scammed In the mirror Now if Trump actually do something Fine I ain't gonna take it off the table I don't believe it Possible not probable But I'm not going to take it off the table because ain't no telling what he might do. Ain't no telling what Jared Kushner might do because it sounds like if Jared Kushner's heading up this situation that shit might actually do something. I don't know if it's going to do something for the black community. Realistically, I think any relatively positive change for the prison system would be somewhat better for the black community. Like any system that targets one problem for any group is going to help the black community because the black community get fucked over in every possible system. As it pertains to to justice, okay. Um, but look, ain't nothing. I think this is something that black people are coming to realize. Uh, Red had this line in her her poem: "The road to hell is paved with good intentions." It is. And when it comes to when it comes to making deals, and when it comes to the when it comes to the level of what these pastors are willing to do as it pertains to Trump, it makes me wonder how deep they're willing to go to make a deal. Like, would they make a deal with the devil if he was offering them a good-ass deal? You know what I'm saying? I wonder if they have that scale because, to me, the scale on Trump is that he's been racist. He's been allowing his attorney general to roll back a lot of the things that uh, the previous administration put into play to help with the legal system and the justice system. At what do they believe Trump can do? He's already undoing what was done. And and he also threw President Obama on the bus, uh, Van Moody, by saying that he never got this invite from President Obama. President Obama didn't need y'all goddamn help on trying to fix the justice system. He changed the shitload of shit. 
He didn't need a photo op to sit down nope. and say what we doing to change the system because he came in that bitch and he started addressing some of that stuff. Now, to a lot of people, he didn't do enough. But what the fuck did they expect him to do? Did they expect him to win the presidency and goddamn become Dolomite in the White House? <laughs> you know I what I'm saying? A lot of people did expect that. That's what they expected. But I was watching. Uh, I was watching a Sinbad special. It's old. It's from like it's from 2010 or 2011. And he said, "Y'all, y'all better treat treat him right. Y'all better treat President Obama right. That man is from Hawaii. You ain't gonna get no more black people from Hawaii. The next black president gonna be from Cleveland. It's <laughs> gonna be from Oakland. Like the next black president ain't gonna be the Obama. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but it's just really hard to hear that kind of criticism of President Obama." From the same people who are going into a Trump hopeful that he gonna do something when the last president did something and this one is rolling the shit back. Mm -hmm. I would really want some definition from these men as to what exactly they want President Trump to do as it pertains to the justice system because I really don't believe they have a realistic understanding of where the issues lie. They is they probably just think the issues is that you know they ain't got enough Jesus. <laughs> they ain't got enough Jesus in the church. <laughs> In the prison. <laughs> we need to go into the prison. <laughs> Preach to the brothers. <laughs> All that Muslim. Islam. <laughs> Malcolm X. We don't need it. They just need the Lord. The huh. Let's That's have the baptismal. <laughs> Let's do the baptismal. Let's baptize these prisoners. Oh my God. Brother, take the shanks out your ass for this <laughs> baptismal. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. You can feel a lot in your ass. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know from experience. I ain't like Rick. <laughs> I, I ain't destroyed all my muscles I've putting mega seeds. I've done it too often. Morning. <laughs> They're going to slop right back out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god anyhow moving on <laughs> anyway i just wanted to talk about them pastors and um trump slim thug do you remember thugger, thugger. <laughs> what did he have what song did he have i can't even remember other than check on it with beyonce from whilst the powers he had other stuff i just can't think of nothing Okay. Like depending on when you were born, you probably look like he still got braids. I don't know if he still got the braids or not. Depending on when you were born, you might not know who the fuck I'm talking about because he ain't been relevant for a long time. Don't look like he's slim no more. He wasn't slim when he was slim thug. He always he been kind of So which one it? He's slim in one of these. I can't tell which one is new. He I don't know. Well, I guess it would have because he ain't got no braids. Okay. Continue. He ain't got the braids no more. No, nah, he got a haircut, and he's actually slim, slimmer oh. than he was when he was calling himself Slim Thug, Which but he was Chub Thug. But anyway, so Slim Thug was doing an interview. I don't know why the fuck somebody was interviewing him, but they were, and somehow the conversation came around to Sierra. I really wish y'all would just let this woman live her best life. I'm living my best life. If that's what it I ain't is. Got time to fuck with you, bitches. I'm be. living my best life. We don't know. I don't know. It looks like she's she's fine. She ain't living the life Blue Ivy living. No, she ain't on. Eh, ain't nobody living the life Blue Ivy living, but Blue Ivy and maybe Sir and Rumi. That's about it. But it just 
seemed like people can't just let her be. Like she seemed like she happy. She got a husband that had do married her, had another kid. Was she this what she wanted? She seemed good. So for whatever reason, Slim Thug thought that it was a good idea for him to comment on Sierra's current relationship and say that she can't possibly be happy. You don't go from a from a future to a Russell Wilson. And you know, I ain't got no problem with Russell. I bought a pair of his shoes, but he a lame. You can't go from from a thug to a lame. Sir. <laughs> Let's take a look at what Sierra's relationship with Future looked like, okay? <laughs> they dated. I don't know if she got pregnant first or if the engagement happened first. Either way, he cheated on her and did not marry her and left her as a single mother. <laughs> Russell, on the other hand, dated her, married her, and then had a baby with her and they traveling and he he looked like he didn't accept it, her step his stepson as his own and what the fuck are you talking about i don't understand why people won't let her be just let her live her life i don't know nothing about russell wilson i don't i don't even know what the fuck it means to say that he a lame because he ain't out here smoking weed and shit does that make him what makes him lame exactly because he they made a, a big deal about them not having sex before getting married like what makes him so lame that you, people feel a need to talk about their relationship all the goddamn time leave Sierra alone you know some of the kids that I work with they they live 15-20 minutes away from this area and they never been to they never been to Hoover they never been to the Galleria damn and they poor and a lot of times they family never had a car like the kid that was uh, walking picture walking to his graduation mm-hmm. that kid probably never had an opportunity to get to this side of town mm-hmm. and the reason that I'm saying that is because I don't think as a society because we like tribal and we with our own groups that we understand the levels of separation between somebody being able to look at how other people live and exist in young thugs world slim he, thug not young thug young thug is the one that husband world, all the time in slim thugs world he can't conceptualize why a woman would not want to be with a a cheater <laughs> with somebody who is likely verbally aggressive Mm-hmm. With somebody who is potentially abusive, she can't concept. He can't conceptualize why a woman would want to leave that and go to something more secure. I would. I would even say the opposite to what Slim Thug is talking about and say that, like, she never really wanted to be with a young thug or a young thug. Stamp with a uh, future. She was future. With future. <laughs> So many thugs all these damn can't names. Get these dread-headed coons together. <laughs> I would say that that's typically seems to be a phase for women. Yeah. And at some point they want to get out of that phase and they want to go to some. She now, had a now son. don't get me wrong. She had a baby. Well, either way, that also goes into there are women that have that same idea that. Yeah. Slim Thug is talking about, which means that, that they might everybody they might to go to somebody right? that they consider a lame, yeah. and it's just not going to work because they they want to be with the the futures and the and the the thugs. I had a client 
She's a new client. She's gonna be a pain in my ass too. But all her shit got cut off. Okay. Okay. So we're trying to figure out: is there somewhere you can go? You know, it's hot in Alabama. Like where? Well, I got this. Um, I got this dude that I could go stay with, but he lame. Bitch, you ain't got no lights. What you mean he lame? He's he's willing to allow you to come and stay at his house so that you don't have to stay in a house with no lights, no gas, no um, water. And you're not considering this option because you feel like he's a lame. What the fuck does that even... I think I did ask her what that meant. She's like, you know, he... He just liked to stay in the house. Oh, you mean he he stay out the uh, out of trouble? He he just goes to work and minds his fucking business. Is that what makes him like? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So you'd rather sit up in this house with nothing on than to, like what? There are women with that mentality, and there are women that that say the similar shit. That's why I say everybody. Just leave Sierra. Alone. Sierra seems happy, far as I know. And if she ain't okay, she'll work it out. But I don't even understand why you would assume that she would want to be with a future. Why? Future just seem like ain't shit as hell. Like, he just seemed like the nigga that you'd be like, damn, I fucked up and had a baby by this raggedy ass nigga. Shit. Like, I feel like he's a mistake. <laughs> he would be what you would feel like was a mistake. Like, I just don't understand why everybody, like, that's just been a topic of conversation ever since she, first they was talking shit about her having Russell around future kid. If they're dating and moving forward, he got to spend time with the little nigga. Sorry for those of you who get upset about it. But, and the fact that he's willing to spend all of this time with him, he take him to these, you know, he's, um practicing and doing training for the upcoming season and shit he had little future out there throwing the football and shit little future look happy as hell why y'all can't just let these folk be happy sierra look happy the little boy look happy i don't know why the fuck y'all can't just let her be and slim thug again nigga who checking for you at this point <laughs> i forgot all about you until this interview to be honest i didn't even know you existed anymore i didn't know where you were and i weren't concerned about it either <laughs> Sit your ass down somewhere. Yeah. The only other thing I remember about Slim Thug is he was talking that shit about how he should have made a play for Beyonce when they did that song together, sir. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. He, his mind ain't even in the same space as Jay Z's. <laughs> no, it is not. At all. If he was, this man wouldn't be sitting on on these whatever platform he on talking about Sierra's dating life. <laughs> Last time you heard Jay Z talking about some other pop star, <laughs> culture star dating life. He don't, because <laughs> he don't give Except a fuck. His. Except for him, and that's recent. He used to didn't even talk about that shit. They were secretive See, as I fuck. Up. After my wife told everybody, I fucked up, <laughs> <laughs> but I owned it. Yeah, look, if Sierra looked like she living her best life, they be traveling and shit out of time. I will take a Russell Wilson, please. And thank you. The fuck is you talking about he, he lame because he doing what the fuck he's supposed to do as a grown ass man with a family? That make you lame? That's what the fuck is wrong with some our community sometimes. Y'all want to perpetuate these stereotypes and then get mad when people treat us like all of us had a stereotype. Stop doing that shit. <laughs> Damn it. 
fuck a, a, a slim thug. Now you got me wanting to say young thug, and I was not even, that wasn't even in my mind. I had them separated. <laughs> How long has it been since I had to say slim thug? <laughs> Fucking 10 years? Accurate. And here you go. True. Very true. Because that literally. Trying to get me to replace the thug rappers I know with new one that I done got rid of because he ain't even relevant. <laughs> I and can't think of number young. He ain't gonna be relevant after this. He relevant for this little bit amount of time because he used Sierra and Future Name. After that, he gonna go back into obscurity where he has been for the last ten plus years. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's people listening to this right now who gonna have to Google who the fuck a slim thug is because they don't know. <laughs> Niggas. So Donald Trump. Mm. Talk shit about LeBron and Don Lemon over the CNN interview. Now, if you didn't know, uh, LeBron James opened up a school. Promise. It's called I, the promise. I Promise School something, something, something. Oh, so he stacked his money and, and, and opened a school through his foundation while Umar Johnson still out. Did you see his, what he said about this? No. Niggas ain't shit. That's what he said. He said if if this had been somebody white, they would have had two million dollars in thirty days. Talking about how black people ain't ain't supporting him and ain't donated enough. Talking about some this one dude donated twenty five dollars. Like I <laughs> like how you gonna count what's in this man's pocket? Maybe that's all he had. Shitting on him for donating twenty five dollars. Talking about he still gonna open his um it's gonna be only boys, only black boys, which <sighs> the misogyny, Jesus. Um, but yeah, he just went on a little rant about how black people ain't shit for not supporting him and how he didn't only only raise two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Sir, how much is it that you're trying to do to get this school built? Because you impressive. let LeBron beat you. <laughs> That's impressive considering that seventy five percent of black people don't even like him. Exactly. And I don't even that what he said. I need to see some bank records of a $250,000 sitting somewhere that people donated to him. Because I don't know that I believe that shit from him, but that's what he said. What his mouth said is that it was $250,000. It's enough silly ass folks out here to do it. <laughs> but LeBron beat him. And he don't seem like, like, Umar Johnson don't seem, he, he definitely manipulates the truth. Like, he's charismatic. He's Not charismatic. He is. I mean, charisma don't always work in your favor. Hitler was fucking charismatic. Uh, Jewish people didn't like that shit. True. You know, but he was able to rally up a group of people with his words, with how he speak, with how he communicate. He's intelligent. He's smart. He's just a scammer. Yes, he is. He just, he he just, he uses that shit to stoke the fear of black people who already don't like white people. And it just sounds good to them to keep going in on white people. And that same group of people is uh, homophobic. So he used all of that shit and he get people on his team. I didn't but, mean to derail. I just had him. to mention Let's that. Let's continue. <laughs> um, LeBron and Don Lemon. LeBron James. Now, let me, let me bring some things up. LeBron James didn't just like take all this money out his paycheck and be no. like, hey, make a school. He has a foundation. Yeah, he got a foundation. He collaborated with other organizations, other groups, and they did this. That's number one. Number two, LeBron James is not the only athlete to open up a school. No, what's his name? He's Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose just recently did one. Jalen Rose. Yeah. Uh, Deion Sanders. 
Um, Kevin Johnson. Um, it's plenty more athletes that have open schools, you know. But where I think LeBron James has created his own path is LeBron James has not been afraid to talk about the social ills that black people experience with his platform. And he has experienced specifically like his school. And this is why he's in his career. Yeah. Because you're talking about these other athletes, their career is done. Jalen Rose pretty much say what he want to say. Yeah. But like, I just don't recall Jalen Rose really speak. I don't think any athletes from like the early nineties going into the two thousands really spoke much at all about social justice. Yeah. You know, an aspect to LeBron's school is that it has a program for parents so that the parents can get better jobs and because his mom struggled and didn't have the support she needed for her to further her her education and herself so just shit like that like and every student that completes the program will get a full paid ride to the University of Akron yep Ohio you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying like I just so <laughs> so I, I, you know I don't want to invalidate other people who has done what he's done and 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 I don't want to paint a picture like he just take his paycheck and throw this all no, at this thing. He has the foundation. I do, but I just don't see how anybody anybody I don't care if you just LeBron hater and always been LeBron hater. I just don't see how anybody can look at this move and somehow find a way to criticize it. I just have no idea. Well, Donald Trump is it's well, Donald capable Trump capable of criticism. Donald Trump don't really count, but <laughs> but that's what he's done. And I don't know if it was LeBron James or a different athlete who said that they grew up in an environment where there was no diversity. There was black people, and basketball, football, other sports allowed them to be around white people and Asian people and Latino people, and to come to a point where he can call them my brothers. And Donald Trump is infringing upon that. Donald Trump is creating an environment where it's these groups versus these groups. Mm-hmm. Like imagine, imagine now how the people, the players on the Dallas Cowboys who who feel the way that Colin Kaepernick feel, but they ain't willing to really speak out about it because mm-hmm. of, of of Jerry Jones. And now imagine how they feel about interacting with Dak Prescott, considering he said what he said. Imagine uh, Tom Brady continuing to try to avoid talking about this shit and being the ultimate patriot and the damn uh, Donald Trump's buddy. You know, imagine how his black teammates who feel the same way that Colin Kaepernick felt. Mm-hmm. You know, it is impacting how people in these arenas can have relationships because they're not getting on board what you want. And that's that's crazy to me that he has found a way like he just basically said Don Lemon and, and LeBron James are, are stupid but Mike is great he loves Michael Jordan Michael Jordan's amazing yeah he a drunk and a fucking gambleholic in a casino guess what Trump owns some casinos <laughs> yeah you like Mike how did Charles Barkley too <laughs> but no you don't like you don't like the intellects you don't like the people who are trying to create a better environment for the people in the world that he came from. Mm-hmm. He's invalidating every one of them kids. Yep. 
and that school is amazing. They all get bicycles with helmets. Um, lunch, know. dinner, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner in some cases because I think like for the after school program, like it just seems it's. I don't know how you can find fault in him trying to do something better for kids who otherwise don't nobody give a fuck about. You know what Donald I'm saying? Trump's tweet basically said that Don uh, Don Lemon was dumb mm-hmm. and LeBron James. Was uh he made LeBron James look smart and Which that's hard, hard to do. Yep. And uh he ended it with but I love Mike. Yeah, I like Mike. And Mike Michael Jordan came out. Oh, with did a it? Sentence. I was trying to see if he was gonna say Yeah, it, Michael Jordan came out with a sentence through uh through one of his sponsors or somebody, or spokeswomen, spokespeople, I don't know if it's a man or woman, that said uh he does uh he supports what LeBron James is doing? That's basically it. Join mm. is the epitome of it. my name Bennett. I ain't in it. Yep. I don't give a fuck. I, ain't, I don't want to go on no shows. I don't want to go on no interviews. Nope. I don't want to go on no this person versus that person. Nope. I don't want to have no conversation. Give me my liquor and give me my gambling, and I'm good. We sell these shoes. Yeah, and and that's that's Mike's life. But Don Lemon snapped back. Saying who's the real dummy? A man who puts kids in classrooms or one who put kids in cages? <laughs> but Don Lemon, I watch Don Lemon a lot on CNN, and he be snapping at Trump, man. When Trump, I mean, clearly he's overly critical of Trump, but Trump has attacked Don Lemon directly before he was the president. So, and he been going at Don Lemon the whole time, but he always do this with black people. Mm-hmm. He ain't done nothing like this. He don't do nothing like this with white people. Nope. I mean, this is, I mean, no, he does not. He just don't. He don't challenge people, man. He don't challenge white people like that. Mm-mm. Other white people with power. Like, whatever. I'm not going to talk no more about Donald Trump. Not because not because he don't deserve to be talked about, but because he don't deserve for it to come out of my mouth. Yeah. So, you can go ahead. All right. Since we're talking about Ohio, another case of alt-white people, alt-white an Ohio contractor who followed a black man home in a road rage incident and repeatedly called him the N-word is now crying that his life has been ruined. Jeffrey Whitman, owner of Uriah's Heating and Cooling, was real bold when he did all of this behind the wheel of his company truck, which was captured on camera when victim Charles Lovett demanded to know why the man followed him more than two miles to his home. The image of Whitman's truck quickly spread online, and now he says his business is in shambles due to complaints and negative Yelp reviews. I'm out of business. I'm completely out. I'm done. I'll never work in Columbus again, Whitman told the Columbus Dispatch. This has completely and thoroughly ruined my life. He also apparently insists that he is not racist. Okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe he ain't racist. What? But your life still fucked up. I'm saying, <laughs> nigga, shouldn't have said it. Not you should not it. have said you it. You followed him home, yelling nigga at him. What the fuck is wrong with you, sir? You know what else? <laughs> he said, "I wanted to follow you to let you know how much of a nigga you being." <laughs> So in that man's world, there is a scale of of the term. There is a scale of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, there's just on. I guess on the lighter end of the scale, I just think you're a nigga because of your brown skin. All the way to you cut me off in traffic. So like you niggering on level ten now. 
it just can't, you know, that, this one, that, I don't know if you remember a few years back when those white people rode their trucks with their Confederate flags, waving, yelling all of this racial shit at these folks that was having a kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. and then they got in court. That's not me. Oh my God, it's just, it's not me. Bitch, you said it. It's on tape. It is you. It was you. You said it. What the fuck are you? Now you're just upset because you're being punished and you didn't think you were going to get punished. And it was unexpected. And now you want to cry and shit. I don't care nothing about your white tears. I don't. I'm glad that Whitman is, is out of business. Fuck you, sir. That's what happens. Fuck you and your heating and, and cooling company. So what you get? Stupid ass. What you thought was going to happen? Do, have you not seen Permit Patty and all of these other no, people? No, 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 no. That's my theory. That they haven't seen it? Yeah, they don't. <laughs> they don't keep up with this stuff. Why would they? When they don't go to the root and the griot, <laughs> they ain't read articles from Very Smart Brothers. True. They, oh, I love Very they Smart. don't got the same friends that post these memes. True. It's very possible for them to be shielded Exclusively from all of these things that well, white people are doing, and for them to continue, continue to do it, you need to stop it. You need to pay a little bit more attention because you're gonna be one of these people talking about my life is in shambles and ruins after the fact. Stop doing this shit. I didn't got cut off and check. Let me tell you. First of all, do you know how dangerous it is for you to follow somebody because of some on some road rage shit? He could have killed you. He could have ended your whole shit because you angry because you got cut off. Do you know how often that shit happened? I don't ever feel the inclination to follow nobody because of no traffic shit. I just don't. Because it ain't worth me losing my life over. And people die on road rage incidents. Absolutely. I'm not finna die behind that because you cut me off in traffic. Long as you ain't touch my car, I'ma cuss you out in my in the in the confines of my car. You gonna be all kind of bitches and hoes in the confines of my car, but I'm not gonna follow you and endanger myself. That's stupid and crazy. You followed this man home. You don't know what he has at his home. You own his property. Like why would you just stupid? There's no fucking way I would do that. I just wanted to follow you and let you know how much of a nigga you was being. Really? I'm just... (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out in my head what a white person who gets into these situations to have to say I'm not racist. (laughs) I'm trying to understand what do they think constitutes racism. (laughs) Like, if I... If I come to your house and you keep a little... You know, cash jar on the table, mm-hmm. and every time I leave, you realize five dollars been took out your cash jar. At a certain point, you are gonna call me a thief. Yes, I ain't. You don't need my approval for that. <laughs> you don't. I can't say I don't steal. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> Nigga, my money gone. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> you. I. I don't need you to agree with what I'm calling you. Like, I, you don't need me to agree with what you calling me no. to validate it being a problem. Especially not when there's evidence to the contrary. Exactly. So, <laughs> I just don't understand if a, when a white person says nigga, <laughs> I don't know why they think we need them to say, you're right. I'm, I'm a racist. racist. <laughs> we don't need that. You gave us the evidence. 
You gave us the ammo. Yep. You gave us what we needed to say you were racist. And you know what? Let's say you're not racist. Let's say that your body was completely possessed <laughs> by the ghost of racist past. <laughs> Let's say that that happened. It don't change that at that moment. Yeah. In our eyes. Yes. Your ass was racist. As hell. Yep. You don't got to hang somebody from a tree, sir, to be racist. All right. You don't got to drag somebody down the street on the back of your truck to be racist. No. You ain't got to whoop a black man ass for whipping for whistling at your white woman to be a racist. No. Now, in our eyes, all you have to do is show that you looking at the color of somebody's skin or judging by the color of somebody's skin or making an assessment about their character. And that's what you did. You couldn't have said that shit to a white person. No. You can't tell me if they was white, you would have been like, I just wanted to let you know how niggerish you was being. <laughs> Even though on his scale of niggerish of nigger, he could have actually had a word for white people who do things that he deemed a black person would do. But you know what? He wouldn't have said that to a white person. Nope. He said that to a black person because that person had black skin. Yep. And you know what? Don't need your validation of whether you're racist or not. We got evidence. Got evidence. <laughs> we don't need you to tell it, say anything. We saw it. I heard you. Your voice, your image, and your truck. It was you. <laughs> and I'm sorry that it ruined your business. No, I'm not. <laughs> Good. That's what happens. That's what you get. You want to cry these tears now and want somebody to give a fuck. No, sir. Don't care. Sorry. I deal with racism and microaggressions way too much to to let it be. You know what? It's a subtle racism is an art with white people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I deal with white people all the time where I have to be like, I don't know if that's racist or not. <laughs> either either they real good or they don't know what they doing. <laughs> but if you come up to me and say, hey, nigga, <laughs> you don't got it. You got work to do on your racism, sir. <laughs> you can be very racist, very subtly under the radar. Mm -hmm. I ain't condoning it. I don't want nobody to be racist. But if you're going to be racist, you shouldn't <laughs> you should call nobody a nigga on video. Overt racism and then say, because the people racist. calling the police on black people ain't even calling them racial slurs. <laughs> they just calling the police on them. <laughs> And they get bundled into a whole genre of people who yep. call the police on black people because the original job of the police was to protect white people from black people. Where the lie? <laughs> you think a black man ain't been beat for drinking out the wrong water fountain before? Oh, oh yeah. Yes, he has. He has. It was the police job to protect white people and they stuff from black people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that, that idea still exists. In the heads of the authority systems and in, in, in the minds of the people. So, we had one, one hour and 55 minutes. Oh, shit. What else did you have? Um, The only other thing that I had was North Carolina man sues his wife's lover and gets $8.8 .8 million. Hmm. Because, uh, so... 
they came up with this i don't know what year it was that they came up with this alienation of affection where you could sue the person that your spouse cheats with (laughs) and win that's horrible um he caught his wife 33 year old danielle in bed with this man so (laughs) he walked in on him uh, in the lawsuit, he claimed he was happily married until his wife's lover came into the picture and ruined it all. I've compared it to like a nuclear bomb going on around my surroundings. My marriage was murdered. The judge agreed and ordered the other man to pay $2.2 million in compensatory damages and $6.6 million in punitive damages. While this may sound like a come up, some people argue that alienation of affection laws are outdated and based on when a married woman was considered her husband's property. Well, I sound like But I want to say that Then Fantasia I want to say Fantasia had some issue Where she was with this man who was married And his wife tried to do the same thing I want to say I feel like The law is stupid and subjective Yeah, it is He Um, probably had a hurt judge Probably Judge that called his wife cheating on him and that was it. That's all I had. The only other things I had was uh, I ain't gonna talk about all of it. The NRA uh, say it's broken on the verge of collapse. Apparently, the uh, insurance companies that have been insuring the NRA was that were instructed to stop insuring the NRA, and a seven million dollar fine was put on them. So the NRA is currently not insured due to the order of the state, which I imagine means that they they've been supporting so many like fringe movements and people who are you know are pro guns but also pro other bullshit Mm -hmm. that is creating a really tense environments and i i just i guess they deciding that it's too much of a liability to fund them Mm. Uh, i don't know Uh, and then almond breeze uh, isn't that a milk company huh almond breeze almond milk okay not milk okay Almost don't got titties. Go on with your story. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The FDA says that milk is defined as uh, the liquid that comes from the memories of a creature. And so by the FDA standards, they're not supposed to be able to call any of these alternative milks Soy milks. milk, almond milk. And, and the, farm, milk. the dairy industry is fighting. To keep them from being able to call it that because it's just a marketing strategy to make you think you're drinking something that you're not. Well, Either for way, lactose intolerant people, you know that you're not drinking milk, but it's what well, you have to do. <laughs> almond Breeze had a whole batch of uh, almond milk in 28 states that had milk in it. Mother, you know how fucking mad I would be. <laughs> they. What, oh, so, be so angry. what people have found out in this is that Almond Hell Breeze, no. which should be no surprise to anybody, the company, uh, Blue Diamond, is playing both sides. I don't think the company is Blue Diamond. That's just must be the almond. They playing both sides in this whole game. They have dairy farms in which they process dairy milk on half the farm, and then they process almond milk on half the farm. Apparently, due to employee error, a whole container of milk went into the almond. Almond milk batch. That's like that damn ice cream being in my sorbet. It's fucked up. Yep. It still it's, makes it's you sick. <laughs> so I don't know what, like, I don't know how many people die from 
lactose intolerance or milk in their almond shit? It depends. Like, so you have lactose intolerance and then you have uh, allergy to, to dairy. So it depends on how, you know, lactose intolerance, I don't think anybody died from it. It's painful, but you don't die. But a, a dairy allergy, you could die from mm. because you can get very sick. And those people would also not be buying, would be buying almond milk to avoid drinking dairy i was trying to figure out after after you ate the uh curry i was trying to figure out what else could coconut milk go in that milk would normally be in that you wouldn't eat that might be good i don't know it was something that i thought of specifically but i can't remember what it was yeah because coconut milk's not cow milk so yeah and, and I it's literally high fat drink- content so it ain't like it ain't, ain't even like milk where the fat's been removed from mm-hmm. it and stuff so it's but it has a coconut taste to it. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. As long as it ain't come from a cow, I can drink it. But cows be fucking me up. That's why I eat beef. Cat milk? Why the fuck would I drink cat milk? Mm-hmm. No. But could you if you could? I wouldn't do it. What is wrong? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> gave you a cup of cat milk and you didn't know. I was. kicked their ass afterwards. But what if you don't get sick? I don't care. You you knew that you had me drinking cat milk and didn't say anything. Oh, <laughs> just I don't even. What about like about another animal, like a cow, like a no, camel or something? No, I don't want to drink. Camels no. have milk. I don't know. Every I animal had, have milk. I drink they goat milk when I was a baby. I haven't drank it as an adult, but that's what I ended up having to drink because everything else made me sick. So you can drink goat milk. Yes. Okay. I mean, goat milk don't taste different than regular whole milk to me. It's just I expensive. I haven't had it. It is expensive. My mom was like, you would be the child that just couldn't be regular. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> I stayed in the hospital for a while because they couldn't, you know, they tried all of the Similac alternatives and I couldn't drink it. Made me sick. So I've had this since I came into the world. Some people develop it. I already had it when I got here. I got you. So, and it's still bad. So I would be mad as fuck if I had bought some almond breeze with cow's milk in it because it would have made me sick. Although people sue it, I would sue the fuck out of them. I don't know. Maybe I would join a lawsuit too. Mm, mm, mm. Shit is painful. Especially then you ain't even expected it. It's one thing if I decide to eat ice cream and just deal with it. It's another if I'm like, oh, it's almond milk, la, 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 la. And then I'm in pain for no goddamn reason. <laughs> it's one thing to expect it. It's another to just have it happen and, and you weren't prepared. True. So, mm-mm. Anyway, you got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.